Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Welcome into another edition of the podcast. It's Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself back in the studio again this week versus being on vacation uh, yep. and working remote from the camper. Nothing wrong with that, though. Uh, and we're going to talk about, Phil, I want to talk about breaking up. Not me and you, because we've been together a while now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> breaking up with a, a potential advisor or your advisor. Yep. So, you know, we've, we've been running into this. You've run into this number of times, but we get emails or questions. It's like, hey, I, I feel like I'm not getting answers or I feel like I'm not getting some of the things I'm worried about uh, talked about with my current advisor. How do I, you know, determine if I need to move on or, or things of that right. nature, right? Because maybe they're just not. Uh, and not necessarily that they're doing a bad job, but they're just no longer servicing some of the needs uh, that right. people have, right? So let's just kind of talk about Absolutely. that this week because I know you've gone through that and numerous part times. Of the, part of the process, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. And people come to you and they're just like, hey, how do we do this and what what does it look like? So let's just jump in and talk about that a, a little bit this week on, on how to uh, – some things for folks to think about if they find themselves in that position, okay? And first of all, how you doing? You doing good? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, glad to get back, back to in work. the office and kind of back to normality. It's good to be out, but coming back, it's you know always play catch up and so. Oh yeah, catch ups. It's it's never fun. Actually. No, no, it's like you know, why did I go on vacation again? <laughs> right, <laughs> come back and you go. Oh man. <laughs> but anyway, uh, all right. So first, let's just understand the reasons why you might want to. If you're feeling that way, yeah. right, right off the bat, if you're feeling like uh, something's not right then it might not be, right? So you need to kind of dive into that. So right. what are some common reasons that people feel like they need to switch? And it's and this is where you've got to be, be really careful because, I mean, you know, that, that that old concept, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? So, I mean, if, if it's about a performance or, you know, oh, you know, my friend has an advisor and he's just been killing it, you know, and, and I keep hearing him talk about this. Well, okay. that may or may not be a reason, you know, but just be careful, Um why would you change? Typically, it's going to be a couple of reasons. Number one, maybe the advisor just isn't providing the service that you expect or need or, or that they said they were going to do. You know, I mean, expectations, right? Expectations. And, and that is either just changed over time. The advisor is fulfilling it or maybe there was not a, a correct understanding up front. Um, but you're just they're not meeting the mm -hmm. need you have and have that discussion with them first. I mean, don't just up and leave. And, and if it doesn't get fixed or, or, or it's not going to work, then that would be a good time. You mentioned performance. Yeah. Obviously, that's the first thing people go to. But is yeah. that a fair criteria sometimes? Because and I think around performance, it's going to be the expectation of your risk tolerance. Right. Yeah. So the two questions that we get are or that you hear are I uh, I didn't do as well as the market. OK, so the market was up 20 percent and I only made, you know, 12 so they're not doing a good job or the market was, you know, down and I was down way too much. Right. Or whatever the case is. And to me, that comes back to the conversation and the expectation of your risk tolerance and your risk profile. Have you updated that? Have you talked through that? Right. Is that fair? Yeah, it, exactly. You have to be on the same page with risk and what you're trying to accomplish. You know, comparing everything to the S&P 500 is just not a realistic expectation. For, for the okay. majority of the people, because which, I mean, that's what everyone thinks of as the market. Oh, it's what the S&P, you know, S&P did, the S&P. Well, right. that's great. But the bottom line is right now, you know, there's seven companies that make up like 25% of the performance of the S&P 500. If you take those out, it's a whole different story. You know, so there's a lot of factors that go into it. As I said, if, if it's performance, 
really dig into that. Don't just jump because the grass is greener. It, it can be, again, having the right expectations from risk. You know, why are you invested the way you're invested? You know, maybe there's a specific reason and that just wasn't communicated or whatever up front. So get on the same page, have a discussion with the advisor. Okay. Okay. Before you just jump ship to say, oh, you know, it, it looks better over here. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go this direction. And all of a sudden we they were in an S&P 500 fund, so they saw this big run-up, but now the market's turning, and now you get this huge loss, and you're like, well, what happened? You know, I, I jumped at the wrong time, and, and there's not a plan, so. So if you're feeling performance-based, definitely dig in a little further. Absolutely. But what if it is just literally not being talked to about some things? Because we get that as well, right? Yeah. So it's like, my, my guy or gal only seems to talk to me about, you know, buying and selling or whatever. We don't talk about social security or taxation, right? Right. That's what I'm going to say that oftentimes, at least for, for our scenario, the, the more common situation that leads to that advisor transition is a, just a change of stage, right? So you're at the stage of, okay. of life now, you're nearing retirement. You have one, two, you're going to come from. You've accumulated. How is this distribution going to work? All these different factors play into it. And if your advisor doesn't advise on those, maybe that's just not what they do. They're more that accumulation of the growth type advisor. It, it doesn't mean that they're a bad advisor. It doesn't mean that they're you know, doing the wrong thing for you. It just means that you've got a different stage of your life. And maybe there's no longer a good fit. Yeah, we talked about this a lot of times. Like, to me, at least, a good analogy is same thing happens with doctors, right? I mean, the general practitioner, as you're growing up and you know you go in for your annual physicals or whatever it is, and the, the normal stuff, everything's good. But as you age, things start to change. You know, maybe you need to start seeing a specialist because you've got heart issues or you're you know diabetic or approaching. I mean, all these different things that can happen where you to seek somebody that can give you that kind of advice on your specific situation. Yeah. And I, I always think about that. And uh, I think about the, a scene in one of the lethal weapon movies where Joe Pesci's, they put him through some, uh, his character gets put through some stuff and he says, where does it state that you need to see a proctologist for a gunshot wound in your shoulder? That's right. <laughs> right. It's same kind of thing, right? You wouldn't go see a proctologist if you were having problems with your eyes. Right. So, Make sure that you're seeing the right, you know, uh, person that kind of deals with the time of life that you're in. So that's some right. reasons you might. So let's talk about some consequences as the end user, as the um, as the client, you know, so I'm kind of the client advocate on this side of the table. What what happens in that process? Do we need to do assign a bunch of things? Is there some legal or financial things that transpire? Or does the new advisor handle most of that and we just sign a few documents and roll on? No, I mean, all I can speak from, from our point of view and how it works for us. So, I mean, it's a matter of, I always tell clients, it's, it's just paperwork, unfortunately, you know, in, in the industry okay. we live in. Now, it's becoming a little easier because it can be electronic. Um, but it's a matter of signing paperwork to open up new accounts, transfer forms to get things transferred over or doing custodial calls if it's like with a 401k. So it's a process and some paperwork that you would have to complete because you're now signing up with a new advisor. There's a new relationship, a new advisor agreement. You know, you'd have to see what your agreement is with the old advisor. I mean, if, if there was some type of an advisory agreement with them, is there, you know, a period of time a notice that you have to give them or, or not. Most of the time there's not, but a big piece of that transition, and this is something uh, an advisor you're looking to transition to should be talking you through is what do you currently have? And if we're going to move things over, is there a cost in doing that? Right. That's the you big know, factor. I mean, are you, 
Right. Are you in a um, a C share mutual fund that's still in the the period of time where there's going to be a, a, a deferred ch uh, sales charge, surrender charge? It's going to cost you something to sell that, you know. So you've got to walk through what the costs are doing that. And, and that's something the new advisor, you know, when you're looking at should be well aware of and be able to advise you on to say, well, this is why, you know, may, maybe you don't transition that piece right now. If it's too high a cost, hold on to it. And then at some point you might transition it. Well, people often but, wonder, is it going to be a taxable event if I change or something like and, that, right? Right. And that's that's going to be another piece to, to understand. If, if it's IRAs, Roth IRAs, those kind of funds, there's generally no taxable event because you're rolling from light kind to light kind. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so IRA to IRA, that tax deferred to, you know, tax deferred 401k to IRA, 403b to IRA, kind of a concept. If you have a, a non-qualified account or a taxable investment, there could be some tax consequences. I mean, if, if you have some holdings in there that um, have been there a long time, you know, mm -hmm. so that you, they've got a, a significant appreciation and gain, then yeah, if it makes sense to transition and do something different with that, there could be a tax consequence. Not to say that okay. it's not still something you should do, because we run into this where, you know, somebody might have that tax account, it's highly aggressive, and that's why it has these built-in gains, you know, it's all in right. Apple stock or whatever it is, you know, very high growth type of stock. And that just doesn't fit the, the need for that money going forward. So from a risk standpoint in the plan, there's something else we should do. Okay. So there could be some gains associated with that and tax consequences. So again, okay. just understand here's the cost. And again, this is something that the, the new advisor you're looking at or working through should be well aware of and, and walking kind of breaking that say, down for you right yeah. it should be part of that proposal process to say here's where you're at this is what that looks like this is what we're recommending and why it ties back to our plan mm -hmm. from again how we do it and in doing that here's the tax consequences if any you know you might have x y z of term gains or whatever it is you know ultimately here's what those tax consequences would be for that looking at last year's return or if they're not able to advise on taxes you know, let you know that at least and, and then recommend, hey, go talk to your tax preparer or CPA so they can tell you what the tax cost would be to make that transition. So, but those are all pieces that should be known up front. Yeah, definitely. And so that's going to kind of walk us actually into the next part of the conversation then. So, you know, we you've you've gone through the process a little mm -hmm. bit. You've thought about the fact that your current advisor is not meeting your needs for whatever the case, right? So you've kind of evaluated that. Um, you, you're thinking about what kind of consequences there may be with us from, from a tax standpoint or whatnot. So you're asking yep. questions to the new advisor, right? So you're shopping. So is it, uh, you know, where's kind of the, the starting point? Do we go credential based? Do we go philosophy based? What are some, you know, what are some key things to think about when, you know, vetting a new person? Really it comes down to what you're looking for um, and kind of that stage you're in. It could be credentials. I, I would always recommend, you know, credentials. Again, if you're in a quote unquote more of a broker scenario where there's buying and selling things for you, not doing planning, well then, yeah. Do the does a, an advisor you're looking for now have a planning credential? Are they a CFP? You know, like in my case, I'm a C, CPA with the the PFS Personal Financial Specialist designation. We do financial planning. Right. You know, um, is tax a big part of what you're looking for? Maybe your new advisor have any kind of tax credential. You know, are they a, a CPA? Do, like in my case, masters in tax. Are they an enrolled agent? You know, do they have education and, and experience in the tax side of it? 
So yeah, credentials definitely is, would be a part of it. And so. in philosophy, I think is certainly going to be there as well, right? Yeah, What's, philosophy is a big because it may be it. the Absolutely. whole point. I mean, the reason that you may be shopping is because they're not talking to you about long-term planning. You know, they're not talking about you about your uh, older age, right? Social Correct. security or taxation or legacy or whatever. So I, I, to me, I think those two are the, obviously the first two to go from. But then what else, you know, after that, what's some other things to kind of think about? To me, it's also like a, a good fit. Do you feel a rapport with this person? Absolutely. I mean, that's huge. And that's a big part of both sides of the equation. I mean, personally, again, when we're working with prospective clients, I mean, it, number one, they have to be a good fit in that it's it's a client that I, I know we can help, right? It, they're they're sure, within yeah. our, call it our wheelhouse of what we do, right? Somebody in a nearing retirement, right, right. you know, I, I see clients like them every day. So I know exactly their scenario. I'm very um, confident and comfortable with what they're experiencing because it's not the first time we've done this. You know, and there's got to be a good rapport. I mean, we we kind of get each other, so to speak, right? I mean, they they understand what we're talking about. They're right. We we can have that conversation. And I I love questions. I don't mind questions. But I mean, if they're you know, I'm gonna we're gonna talk through scenarios, explaining it, and they're gonna not do anything we're talking about and not take our advice, then it's probably not gonna be a good fit. You know, so I mean, it's it's got to be both two way street. Same thing. I mean, when it, from a client standpoint, when you're working with an advisor. You should know in that first meeting or two, is there a good report? Do you feel comfortable with how they're explaining things and walking through their philosophy, their planning, whatever, you know, these different pieces? Are they always talking way over your head and, you know, not wanting to, to bring it down to a level you can understand? So there's got right, to be yeah. this long term. Because, again, to me, this relationship isn't, you know, like going to the dry cleaner, right? It's, oh, I'll just go to another one. It's, it's not, a shouldn't be an easy transition because there's a <laughs> lot of consequences or could be in doing that. Well, it's a big deal. I mean, you're talking about your, your livelihood. You're talking about your, your forever money. And, and this should be a long-term relationship. Right. And we have a lot of fun on the podcast and we try to, you know, just kind of talk yeah. about things and keep things light. But at the same time, what you do is very serious business, right? So you're a fun guy to Absolutely. talk to, but you also are very, uh, you know, focused on doing the, the very best job you can for your clients. And so I yes. think having, it's like any industry, right? I think you want to have that, you know, your doctor, you want to know that you're seeing a doctor who knows his stuff, but you Qualified can also talk to stuff. him, yeah. right? And it doesn't kind of just like go in one ear and out the other. You know, with the with the world the way it is now and after COVID changes and stuff with, with remote things, uh, you know, we may you, you could easily just pick up your phone and Google financial advisor near me. Right. Right. Uh, and get all kinds of probably options, depending on where you live. You may not get very yeah. many options, I guess. But uh, is that really a criteria now or is this location? Should it matter anymore or should it really be trying to find the right person? Because somebody might just want to still shake somebody's hand. And I get that. Right. So, I was going to say some of that's going to depend on preference. I mean, some people still like that. You know, face face, which is fine. We still meet with a lot of clients face to face. They prefer it. I, I, either way is fine. And I prefer, especially new relationships up front, face to face. It's just there, there's no better way to make that connection and really be on the same page versus face to face. Doesn't mean it doesn't work over Zoom. Absolutely can work. So again, that's going to be a personal preference. I mean, if you want that face to face and and want to be able to know that, hey, if I need to talk to my advisor, I know where he's at. I know the office, the, the yeah. brick and mortar, so to speak. So that, you yeah. know, I know where that location is and I can go knock on the door and set up a time if I need to do that. Then great. 
And, and many times, you know, you may have your advisor and then you move away, right? Because you're retiring or whatever, and you still keep that relationship. But, you know, so I, I, that's probably a little lower down on the totem pole for people, but something to consider. Yeah. I mean, once, once you've developed the relationship to me, again, personal preference, but that isn't as vital because, but she's ultimately yeah. planning on moving to Seattle. And that's something we're having the discussion right up front. Can you still help me then? It's absolutely. There's no reason we have to be face to face. I mean, but then how, I mean, how do you how do you find him? I mean, Google that. That's a hit or miss. You have to get hundreds of advisors, and it's going to take you a long time to figure it out. I mean, to me, the place to start would be yeah. talk to friends and family. You know, are they using an advisor? They're a similar scenario to you, maybe. And who do they work with? What has been their experience? And that's frankly how we get a lot of our clients is through that referral process that other clients that we've helped walk through that have been asked that question by one of their friends or family and and it ends up working out. So, well, let's be honest. I mean, that's one of the reasons that we do the podcast, right? Is because it's sharing information. It's sharing information about what it is that you do in the context and hopefully helping people, whether they work with you or not. But at the same time, whether if they are somewhat nearby or even not nearby, but they're like, a matter of fact, we had a gentleman reach out to you from the podcast who's in another state and is like, Hey, I really like what you have to say a lot. You know, so you can still build a rapport that way, I think, in the modern world. Uh, it's just a matter of what it is that you you know feel like you need to do. Right. So it's it, I think that's a, another piece of it, but it could be a little bit lower on the spectrum. Yeah. But let's uh, let's go to the final bit here. Let's so we've made the transition. We've picked the person. OK, uh, we're, we're switching to the new to the new guy or gal. Uh, we talked a little bit about paperwork. We kind of covered that. Uh, what are some other things we need to do? I guess probably the biggest question would be, when do we reevaluate the new person? We're basing it on a plan, right? So we've done our financial plan, our blueprint up front. You know, now we're, we're managing investments back to the plan. You should have a regular case with that advisor that when the, the meeting is, what do you cover? Are you managing back to a plan? And then evaluate, Do you, you know, for the reasons you made the transitions, I feel incompetent, right? Are they they following through with what they've said they were going to do in developing this plan mm -hmm. and helping you, you know, manage and, and go through retirement? Um, so, I mean, just you should have some kind of a regular meeting cadence with that advisor right. to check in, you know, to make sure, hey, are, you know, has anything changed in your life where you're currently at based on your plan, finances and, and markets, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, and you should obviously you're going to do that in the expectation process, right? So just like you're going to go through the expectations with your old advisor and see if they're no longer being met or they can't be met because they just don't do those things with a new one. You're also going to want to set some of those, some of those expectations when you're first getting that relationship started so that you know that you're checking in, you know, however, however often and, and updating the plan or whatever. And that way you've got sort of an evaluation process built in. Yeah, And, and I would say just make sure you and maybe even talk over this with your advisor of what is that evaluation process look like? You know, what, what are you looking for? You know, I mean, if, if performance is, is the number one factor, you know, you really want to, your key and let them know, right? Because that, that is, again, a lot of times these breakups and, and maybe a mismatch happened because there wasn't good communication up front. You know, I mean, if, if we've done all this planning and running through the math and, and ultimately, you know, recommend maybe we take part of the money and go way more conservative and, you know, position it a little differently, but you're still that growth mindset that, hey, I, you know, I don't mind the market volatility. I really want to go for it, you know, and that's how you're going to, you're going to judge, but yet that's not how the performance is happening. Well, that's a discussion that should have happened way at a time to know exactly 
where we're at, right? So I mean, if that is the problem or whatever it is, I mean, there's all these different factors, make sure you guys are on the same page up front. So you both know how this discussion goes and there wasn't a miscommunication front. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point. We'll finish on that because it's, you know, it doesn't matter if you change advisors, if you wind up, especially if you've changed more than once and you had the same problem twice, maybe it's you, right? Maybe it's you not clearly communicating what your expectation are because you might come in to see you Phil and be and Phil's thinking, Hey, uh, I'm making sure that they've got money to last till they're a hundred, right? I'm stretching this, you know, making this work. And you're over there as the client going, I want to get as much as I possibly can and take as much risk as I can. Well, those two things don't jibe, right? So you got to, got to get on the same page. Right. Yep. And that should be a discussion that's had up front and, and long before yeah, you get sure. to that point of moving money. Right. The process of moving the money, I mean, that's just a process to walk through. There's a lot of discussion and reasoning and, and things that need to happen before that happens. So, I mean, I mean, to me, that'd be something I'd be very careful of. If, if you're meeting with an advisor and it's about moving mm. the money and let's do this right up front. Hmm. Oh, oh, slow down. Hold here. up, Charlie. Let's, let's back right, off yeah. for a second. Understand. Yeah, because, I mean, you're jumping into a new relationship and it, it yeah, grass yeah. isn't always greener, right? Maybe it wasn't set up right to begin with. So let's have that discussion up front. Make sure everyone's on the same page. There's a clear understanding of what's going to happen. There's generally no reason that it has to happen like next week. I mean, it's you have time. It, it's, you know, there could be vacation, especially as you get to the end of the year. But just take your time, ask the questions, have a good plan up front. Um, so that it's a long-term relationship. I mean, that's the goal. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. So there's some things to consider if you're thinking about breaking up with your advisor and finding a new one. Uh, hopefully you find that those little tips useful. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or YouTube. You can find all that information at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. And of course, if you need some help, reach out to Phil. You can have a complimentary review and consultation and conversation with him as well. So just give him a jingle. Uh, you can find all the information again at philstaxhacks.com. And for Phil, I'm Mark. We'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Phil? Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.